Hi, everyone. I'm Joanna. And I'm Jenny. And this is Hyphenated, the podcast about living in the hyphen. Jenny, I'm in Washington, D.C. right now. That's why, um, yeah, as you can see, this is not my home. You are Carmen Sandiego. I never know where you are. (laughs) I'm like trying to track you down on a map. I'm playing these like Windows 95 CD-ROM games. (laughs) Honestly, I don't know where I am at. Joan, I missed you. I miss you too, Jenny. It's been two episodes without seeing you, without seeing your lovely face, because I had an episode with my friend Jonathan, and then you had an episode with Annie. Yeah. And now we're together. We're back together again. But like not. Like it's <laughs> it's been I really hope we can see each other in person at some point. <laughs> it's year. kind of ridiculous how our friendship has been based on uh <laughs> seeing each other for a total of maybe 45 minutes in person (laughs) yeah because i think the last time was at this like youtube latino event but like you were hosting it so you were really busy but like we've never had a hangout where it's just me and you just hanging out and not thinking about work or about (laughs) the powers that be it's always been you know and it's crazy that we have become friends yeah because I have friends, entre comillas, like people I've known for a huge portion of my life that I spent a lot of my childhood with. And I I know you better, but I've seen you for 45 minutes of my life. I don't know if that says anything about me. I'm always just like, man, what would it be like if Joanna and I lived in the same city? I'm not going to lie. I do think about work stuff, but in a fun way. Because when I, you know, when I film with my friends, it still feels like we're hanging out and we're chismeando and we're cracking jokes and like, you know, so I'm like, damn, like me and Joanna could film so many awesome sketches and go to comedy shows together and do fun shit like that. You know, Mm -hmm. I have like these, these sad, pathetic friendship fantasies. I have them too. (laughs) And it's, it's kind of interesting how friendships for me have evolved since I was a kid because and I I don't know what it was like for you but like you know you're a kid and you're in school and you're just you sort of play the hand you're dealt it's like these are the kids that are your age in your area that are going to your school so like pick the people you like from this (laughs) this yeah you have no choice you have you have no choice really and then you go to college and you have a bit more choice and it's like okay there's people that you you choose your classes therefore the people that you're surrounded by by might be more interested in the types of things you do and then you're like in your 20s and you're kind of partying so you still have the friends that you party with and then I feel like I turned like late 20s early 30s and all I want to do is is hang out with people that don't drain me in any way shape or form that just fill me up with light and people that I I either have that relationship with or people that I share my work or or my passion with because of what you just said there's nothing more fun than being like oh god i have to work on sunday oh but i'm gonna see my friends like (laughs) (laughs) working getting to work with your friends yeah like right now i'm right now i'm in washington dc i'm visiting this is a friend that i made only a few years ago like she's not my friend from childhood but she's one of the my closest friends i have right now like by far and i never expected to have a friend that close that I made that she is not in the entertainment industry. I met her 
through a crazy set of circumstances. My parents were helping a political prisoner out of Venezuela and she was dating that political prisoner. And <laughs> I don't know. I, oh it's, my God. It's, it's a bizarre set of circumstances. And now we just clicked and became very, 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 very good friends. Oh. And it's interesting because like, I, I can't pinpoint what it is about our relationship that makes me feel so comfortable and also makes me feel like I have such a good friend in her because my grandma always said that friendships from childhood are the ones that like last a lifetime which might be the case for one two maybe three Mm -hmm. but I don't talk to my friends from sixth grade do you know what I mean like I don't know what Alexis is up to I mean on Facebook I think she's living in Maryland but like I don't know anything about her life it's funny because I just came back from a work trip in Orlando and two of my best friends live there one of them is Jessie, my longest friendship. I have known her since the fourth grade. Holy shit. So, yeah, she and I have, she was my matron of honor, and I was her maid of honor at her wedding, and my other best friend, Patty, who I've known since the ninth grade. Like, a lot of my best friends have come from, like, many life cycles like Mm -hmm. jesse came from elementary school patty came from high school and then my other best friend from high school is rosie who lives in singapore and i don't get to talk to as much but she was at my wedding she was one of my bridesmaids and like even if we don't talk that much because of these insane time differences we're still very close and then i've got my friends from like college and a lot of them came from work like some of my like my dearest best friend emmy I have been friends with since 2004. We were 18 years old. It was our first job at Toys R Us. He's still my best friend today. Oh my God, Toys R Us? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Cut to me wearing like Converse and my feet bleeding at 2 a.m. restocking the fucking Bratz dolls and, and, and hearing that fucking godforsaken chipmunk song over and over again. I just wanted to punch every baby doll. I mean, it's interesting you're saying this because what you're describing is basically war. So you and Emmy went to war together. We went like, to war together. That is why we have been through so much. Emmy then moved out here. So he literally lives like super. He's about to move five minutes away from me. But he and I have had this like brother, sister, like inseparable. So people make fun of me sometimes because they're like, you can't possibly have that many best friends. And I'm like, I do. When I look at my my closest friends that I love with all my heart and we're super fucking close, to me they are best friends. Like and I and and I categorize in my brain. I'm like these are my best friends, these are acquaintances and like maybe it's ADHD that I'm trying to like organize <laughs> like my my top 8 on MySpace. I don't fucking know. It helps me. But I do see them as my best friends and people kind of make fun of me for it cuz they're like you cannot possibly no, I get it. I I 100% understand because when you were in high school and you said my best friend, you were basically placing someone on top of others because you lived the same life. Therefore, you're sort of categorizing them based off the same circumstance. How, how close but, we are, how, how, you yeah. know, what we've gone through together. If I trust them with my life, if I know these people have my back no matter what, to me, these are people that I would call on if I wanted to vent that I know who would be there for me during tough times or who have been, those are best friends in but my But like, book. for example, I don't know about you, but like my best friends do not really know each other. Wow. Like maybe they know each other a little bit or whatever. Like there's a couple there that do know each other. There's a couple here that know each other, but my best friends are just from 
completely different walks of life. Wow. Like you have Chris, who's my director and my comedy guy. Um, and, you know, we work together and we do so many creative things together. Um, he's not Latin. So he doesn't know any of my Latin friends. And then uh. my friend Jose Carlos from, from Campo Alegre, from high school. Like he is my other best friend, but he doesn't know Chris. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, wow. I feel like as I've grown up, my best friends are almost universes with, within themselves. And like they represent parts of me and the oh. peaks of those parts of me and the peaks of those parts of my life, my comedy world, my Venezuelan world, my college, uh, my first years in New York. Like I there's people that represent those sections and there's people that I've forged very close relationships with them. And so the idea of having like a big reunion, um, you know, I don't if I go to my high school reunion, yes, there's a few people that I, I consider very, very good friends. And then there's a bunch that I I don't. But my best friends wouldn't be maybe a couple would be there, but my best friends wouldn't be there. And and those people don't know the best friends I have now. So I feel like there's like this disconnect, especially with people that move a lot, that change cities, that change that don't go to the same college as their friends, that leave and 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 figure out a, a career path that's different than everyone else's it's like you need to adapt and evolve and as you keep going I, I, although I have all these friends and stuff I also feel like I'm I'm more ice not in a bad way but more isolated from a society or or from like a community but I have my mini communities with my friends like they don't all know each other I don't belong to one big thing I don't belong to anything larger than these small pockets of people um mm -hmm which was like tough for me to realize in my 20s, I think. And now I'm like, oh, this is okay. So the reason why we're on this friendship topic is because we received an email uh, from a listener who wanted us to discuss what it's like making new friends when you move to a new city mm -hmm. as an adult, which is not easy. <laughs> So for us to share our experiences um, in that, and I know you have kind of gone back, you know, you've gone back and forth between Venezuela and New York y todo eso, and then for me, moving from Miami to Los Angeles. I've been in New York for 10 years. I've never lived this amount of time in any place in my entire life. And Whoa. I have a complete network of people that I've built and crafted for 10 years. And there's this possibility mm -hmm. of me having to go to LA and I am terrified because no, I, come. Think I've I know, I know. At least I have, <laughs> I have some friends there, you know, um, you know, but it's really hard. And I remember moving to New York and feeling like, uh, yes, I had a couple friends there, but it wasn't a network and it felt really overwhelming because everyone is so cold in New York. And for me, the way that I began making friends um, was through like improv and sketch classes because those were people yeah. that had my same interests. So when I moved to New York, it was like, oh, comedy classes. I met a bunch of people through that. But I remember having a tough time because making friends is a lot like dating in the mm -hmm. sense that you're trying to make a connection so badly but do you know when you just meet someone and you're like trying to pick up on all the signs? Like, is this person crazy <laughs> or Dude. do I really like them? Oh, my God. You know, I've met some friends through my husband's uh, master's program. And like there's some filters there, right? Like, oh, they 
he traveled to Brazil with them. So they're not crazy. But like you meet a random person in a improv 101 class and you're like, you could be keeping your grandma's corpse in your closet. And I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't mean to sound all woo woo, as they say. I'm an empath. I had to really, I don't just call myself that. I didn't do some like 17 magazine quiz. I'm dating myself by saying that. What the fuck? But I had to figure that out and discover that in therapy and like just really studying what an empath really is and what the fuck. And I check all the boxes and it makes complete sense. And I'm super sensitive to people's energies, but I do believe in like energies and the, the energies that people give off and whether you, you're a good match for each other or not. But what happens is because I'm an empath, I tend to ignore my gut feelings about people when I'm like, Jenny, there's just something off. I don't mm -hmm. think this person is good for you. Where, you know, you, you do come across people who are damaged and narcissistic. I used to laugh at my abuela back when I was a kid because she'd be like, ah, la envidia, y el mal de ojo, y la 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 la. And I was like, oh, yeah, please. Like, I'm this ugly nerd. I'm poor. No one fucking is jealous of me. But growing up and, you know, getting therapy and all this shit, I'm just like, oh, my God. Jealousy is very real. Envy is very real. And it was very tough in Miami specifically. So when I moved out here, I actually, some of my greatest friends in L.A. who I'm close to, who I talk to often, who are there for me, who have brought me soup and medicine when I'm feeling bad, are new people that I've met here mm -hmm. who are in the industry. They're my yeah. competition, technically. And I can tell, like, I just know based on, and I'm like, these are really good people and I'm very lucky. I just need to get better, dude, at listening. Like, the gut feeling is there, but to actually say, okay, I'm going to stay away from this person rather than, well, maybe they had a traumatic childhood and I just, oh no, 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 I, no, 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 no. Jenny, I had one, I, I mean, as a, as a kid, I think as we all do, I, you know, I, I thought my self-worth was definitely wrapped up in my friendship. So if my friend was mad at me, I was like, oh my God, like, I'm like fucking worthless. And like, you, know, <laughs> you grow up and you're like, absolutely not. That's not the case, bitch. Relax. Um, but I had a really traumatic situation with someone I thought was a friend um, whom I was living with. And it turned out that um, I thought I was going crazy over the course of like a year and a half because I kept on losing things to the point of like I'd leave my journal on a table and then that journal would disappear and um, I was going to therapy a bunch because I was like I think I'm I think I'm going insane like I think there's something like I, I'm I'm not I don't I, I can't figure it out turns out my friend and and this person I was living with had been stealing from me for a year and a half. And I would not, I would not believe it. I was like, dude, I literally, there was no way it wasn't her. And I was still in denial. <clears throat> and then one oh day, my, my friend who came to visit and her shoes went missing. And I found the shoes under this person's bed. And for, and at that moment, I was like, clearly this person has a lot of psychological issues. And I tried to fix her. And I try. I involved myself, and I helped her try to get therapy. I this, see, Bana, and then it all blew up in my face, and that yep. was the last time that I. That was literally a moment in my life where I was like, "Lesson learned, dude. Trust your gut, trust yourself, and surround yourself with people 
that te aporta, te agrega, that add to you. And I see a lot of people continuing like toxic relationships because they're loyal to this abstract concept that, you know, you don't, there's no loyalty there if, if, if you don't need it to be or if you don't want it to be. But you know what? In order to get to that point, you have to be willing to lose friendships. Yeah. And that's very difficult. You have to be willing to say, I'm willing to let this person go. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and it's uncomfortable. I think that's what the biggest issue is. It's incredibly uncomfortable. So then you kind of hold on and you deal with their bullshit and you deal with them affecting your spirit and you can feel it like you can feel the gunk that's on you when you interact with these people that you know aren't good for you. And, you know, you keep giving them chances and you keep trying and ultimately there's going to come a breaking point. And that's happened to me multiple times. I wish I learned my lesson that quickly. Um, I feel like I still struggle, but I think during the pandemic, I learned so much. And just over the past, since moving to LA in general, I actually lost a lot of friends. For, mm -hmm. for a variety of reasons. People that didn't understand my new schedule, people that would get mad at me when I wouldn't visit them every time I went back to Miami, like all kinds of reasons. A lot of it was pretty benign. And I'm just like, if this is, if years and years of friendship mm -hmm. ended because of something so benign, then this friendship is not worth saving. If I feel like I'm in this, a friendship where I feel judged constantly, where I feel like I have to walk on eggshells, that they're, potentially thinking the worst of me or don't really experience happiness when I'm happy, that there's some lingering jealousy there. I think most people can feel that, but they don't want to admit it that, oh man, like, is this friend of X years really not out for my best interest? And when we were in high school, Jenny, like you sort of like, <laughs> I remember high school friend fights were like gladiator brawls with words like it, it was really bad right it was like toxic and it's because if you if you like lost i don't know i i went to a high school where there was 50 people in my grade okay so if you Ten. lost like three friends you're fucked do you know what i'm saying <laughs> you have to maintain your friendships everyone hangs out with each other so you had to keep these toxic people around to like make way for the good people yeah and now I, you know, my mom was really wise in telling me this as a kid because my mom, um, she moved a lot. She, she, she told me most of my best friends I made after the age of 30. So you have to stop holding on to these things. Like the, these old friendships that are wonderful. Great. Don't hold on to the ones that give you strife and unhappiness. There's, there's a, there's an overpopulation problem in this world. There's literally too many fucking people. And you're going to tell me you're going to stick mm -hmm. around with these bozos that are making you feel like shit like go there's a world it's scary it's scary to make new friends but there's a world of people that are pretty pretty remarkable if you're able yeah. to have the strength of like you know going and doing a dumb improv class like me. <laughs> oh god i made so many weird friends everyone is a hero in their own story right and so when other people hurt me, it's a reminder for me to also check myself and go, am I hurting other people? What can I do to make sure that I'm not a douchebag and to make sure that I'm communicating with my friends properly? And so something that's happened to me is that it's kind of like when men think women are flirting with them and they're not, they're just being really nice. Like 
Mm-hmm. A lot of people tend to think that I'm their best friend, but they're not my best friend. <sighs> oh my God, And Jenny, so they have these high expectations me. for me yes. of a best friend. Yes. <gasps> and I can't oh give God. them that because yes. I'm giving that to my actual best friend. I am literally there for them all the time, no matter how busy I am. But then there's, yes. So I want to hear your experience because I'm no, so glad God, I'm not I alone here. You said that. I... And I, it feels conceited to say, I but know, I, I think hate I'm just it. very warm. I think I'm very warm and people think I'm warm to them. I'm warm to everyone. I'm warm to like the lady that I had to return my CVS bought like hair dryer because it wasn't functioning yesterday. And she was like, oh girl, we should hang out. And I was like, okay, like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm like, I'm like chronically, I, I, it's an issue. But like a couple, a couple of years ago, I had like just met this girl and given we were we were like what's up she was we were friendly and then she asked me to be her bridesmaid and then to give a speech at her wedding I don't and i was like girl i don't know you honey and i was like yeah of course and i remember i told daniel my, my he was i think my boyfriend at the time and he was like who the fuck is this person do you i don't i've never met her i'm like i know I don't know how this happened. You know what I mean? Like, and I feel bad, I did, I, yo. Like, it's like, I know, I, I get what you mean. Because I'm here like, I have too many friends. Like, I have so many friends. Like, I don't even know what to do with myself. And it's fucking like, that weird. That feels like a terrible thing to say. Because I do. I like friendship. I like people. But when I have a connection with someone, I like to keep that friendship going. That is who I am. Like, I'm like, wow, you and I could really get along. But then what happens is life, right? But like... You and I, right? It's like we have a podcast. We're writing, you know, writing for TV, voice auditions, acting in whatever, like just juggling so much, making video content that we're going insane. And sometimes I feel this terrible guilt and I've found myself having to take screenshots of my calendar because I can sense sometimes that people don't believe me. And then there's something about that that really bugs me because I know my heart and I know how much I care about people and I don't want to hurt people's feelings because I put myself in other people's shoes so I'm like oh no 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 it's not you it's not because I think I'm better than you or that you're not worth my time I'm literally drowning (laughs) like I can't breathe right now and like sorry but I'm also married I have a fucking husband I have my parents I have my sister I have my dog like and my close circle of friends who need me and I can't it's hard I don't even know I get so overwhelmed because I want to be there for everyone I just want to split myself into like 10 people so that I could tend to every single friendship equally <laughs> but I can't do it people spend more time with their co-workers than yeah. anyone else in their life okay let's put that into perspective I spend more time with the writers on my show than I spend with my parents, my husband, my sister, my closest friends. I spend more time with them. So what ends up happening? I want to bring my friends to where I work, which is sort of what I've been doing because it's like the only way I feel like I'm spending time with people that matter and I become friends with my coworkers. And I think that for other people, I mean, a lot of the times I don't become friends with my coworkers. So we're all in this life where we're spending most of our time with people that aren't the closest people to us necessarily. Sometimes we are, but most of the times we're not. So mm-hmm. we're limited in our resources of ourselves to give to, for, to, to the relationships that matter more to us. 
Yeah. So for, you know, comedians and stuff, like anytime I have an opportunity to mesh my friendship time with my work time, I do it. And those friends I have that aren't in the industry, it's just harder for me to figure out an excuse. Like me and you hang out every week because <laughs> we have a podcast, <laughs> you know? I know. Yeah. Um, and I, I create those excuses like, oh, I have to shoot a video. I'm going to invite, I haven't seen these three people in so long. I'll have them act in it. And I don't have yeah. that, that ability to do that with friends that aren't in this world. And it makes me sad because it's frustrating because I want to spend time with them, but I can't. I, I think especially, you know, with the pandemic going on and everything, it's important when it comes to our friendships, if you really feel like, you know, these friendships are worth it, try to be easier on each other. If you don't hear from your friend for a while, it's not, you know, at the end of the day, the world does not revolve around you. I know it's like really weird, a really weird concept to like wrap your mind around, but I still don't get the it. world doesn't, you know, and you don't know what they're going through. Everyone handles things differently. People have gone through hell and back during this time. Yeah. And so, you know, because I, I, especially when the pandemic first started and people were kind of dealing with things in their own way, like retreating in their closet and playing Animal Crossing for 20 hours a day. And that's okay. And it's not because these people didn't want anything to do with you or they don't love you anymore. It's just like, fuck man, mental health is a bitch and people oh deal God. with things. And so, and there was like this thing going on, on online that's like, there was like a, a divide. There was people like, well, now you know who your true friends are if they're not reaching out to you during a global pandemic. And then the other side was like, no because of the fact that there's all this going on, we need to be kinder to one another and more understanding. If you don't hear yeah. back from your friends and if you don't talk as often, don't take yeah. it personally. Yeah, I'm, you know, uh, so many of my friends that I love and adore, you know, they sometimes call me and they're like, hey, is everything okay? Do you hate me? Like, is everything fine? Oh. Like, and sometimes, it, it frustrates me and it's not fair that it frustrates me but it frustrates me because i'm like bitch don't you know me <laughs> like <laughs> no i don't hate you no i'm not frustrated at you i am terrible at time management and i don't check my phone and i'm like i have literally at this moment i'm not exaggerating 343 text messages that i haven't read 398 missed calls and 34,000 emails i Ay, don't know mail. I'm, I'm, i don't know how i'm alive is is a miracle to me so no it isn't you and i think for me it's also been a a lesson for me to understand my my friends and realize and not take things personally when something happens on their end because yeah we're all just trying to make it man <laughs> and all, if someone has a problem huh? with you and it and is not going to call you and talk to you about it then that's their issue so let's just be let's just be chill bro you know what i'm saying that's let's be chill as hard as that is so jenny did we answer this question well um i don't i don't think so but <laughs> we're super helpful um <laughs> we're like the opposite of dr fraser crane uh, but <laughs> i think going back to what we were talking about earlier where it's like you know in school you're basically handed a group of people and it's like pick one or two you know this is all you got you're stuck with these people you're gonna be friends with them and it's just this thing but then as adults i feel like it's when it comes to making new friends as adults i think we still have this mentality that it's supposed to come to us in the same way that's not how it works but i think in high school it's like 
figure yourself out through these relationships. Yes. And then as an adult, it's like, here's who you are. Go find people <laughs> I, that fit it. Yeah. I mean, you know how you talked about having a lot of friends within your improv and comedy circles? I think that is my advice to people is taking part in hobbies really like that to me or like online groups i think is at least there's that right that you that's how a lot of people find friends i've found many friends that way over the years as well like i've had online friends where we just really get along because we're part of this like fucking i don't know harry potter group or you know i have my like also my like little comic con friends like i have friends that i met at conventions and while we have hung out here and there outside of the convention circuit, we're mainly, we mainly just hang out at the cons. And it's like, hey, you here? Let's link up. And we hang out at the conventions. And I, I think it's just about, and that's how you really find your people, honestly, is because is it by shared interest, taking improv classes, you know, conventions, playing Dungeons and Dragons at a comic book shop. Obviously, I'm talking about all this nerd shit because that's me. Yeah, this is nerd shit. You're you're like literally speaking gibberish. <laughs> I feel it. That like you know, it's socially acceptable to date to find your partners, mm -hmm. and it's like I gotta go out there, put myself out there, and find my partner. Why can't we have that same mentality with friendships? We should have a bunch of friendship apps. We should have a bunch of like friendship websites. Who wants to be friends? Like I know that there's some apps here and there, but people have this perception of it being pathetic. And I think that's so wrong. Like I really truly believe in this world, we should see friendships and finding friendships like finding a partner and dating. And it's just going out there, seeing Absolutely. who's right and who's wrong. And then like, that's it, girl. You know what I mean? Like, go out. I, you know how many times no. I've had coffee with women that I'm like, oh my God, I kind of want to be your friend. And then I'm like, oh, not anymore. Or like, oh, I love her. Like, I've done that in the past. And yeah, it it's it's the way I've sort of built my network. And, and I didn't see it like that at the time. I'd be like, oh yeah, this is a, this is a professional coffee. No, it wasn't. I wanted to be her friend. <laughs> like, let's be real. <laughs> I wanted to be her friend. <laughs> yeah. It took me and you, Jenny. It was literally like the excuse. I was like, hey, are you here? Yeah, we should link up. Like, we're here. Like, let's meet. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, I want to be her friend. It wasn't like, oh, this is strategic for my Instagram. Like, it was, this, no, is, no. this is someone I could potentially have a friendship with. So this, yeah. it, this entire podcast exists because we basically dated each other as friends. <laughs> no, it's so true. And, you know, and it took a bit, even though, again, we saw each other for a whole... 45 minutes in total um <laughs> <laughs> but even from a distance i we just gel together and we get each other and that understanding and that weirdness and shared experiences um is why i genuinely enjoy your friendship and like why this podcast and everything else we do together works also my alarm just went off i have to go to the train station and catch my train back to new york that was beautiful that wasn't alicia keys that was me <laughs> <laughs> wow i thought you like legit played an alicia keys track <laughs> you know my friend i was telling you about she's actually alicia keys i'm staying in her apartment <laughs> oh my god uh... <sighs> till next time jenny till next time my friend